with sound. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. My name is Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And on today's episode, we're going to be doing the brand new Netflix film, Malcolm and Marie, directed by Sam Levinson, starring John David Washington and Zendaya. This is a recently released film. Um, it's watchable on Netflix. Uh, just to give you guys all a heads up right now, this is going to be a spoiler-filled episode, so if you haven't watched the movie, go ahead and watch it. Um, but yeah, just to give you guys a little warning before we get into it, uh, Carmela, what did you think of Malcolm and Marie? I liked some of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I... Sparing your words there. <laughs> I liked some of it. um i enjoy the um, overall concept of you know just like a single like location and just two characters um essentially spending the night having a conversation um i find those kinds of movies very engaging and interesting because they're all about like the characters um but the i think this movie kind of suffered some like stuff in like the writing there were some questionable parts as well that we'll get into and in li- get into later um but overall i think the my favorite part of the movie was definitely per the performances by john david washington and zendaya they were like the highlight of the movie obviously and they're, <laughs> but they're the only two characters but um their performances were amazing um, this movie is definitely not for everyone. I I know a lot of people will not enjoy this movie um, because you're essentially watching two people fight and that can be very emotionally taxing. Um, but yeah, Josh, what did you think of this movie? I uh, thought it was whatever, really. Uh, I guess you could say I didn't like it. Um and I'm trying to be like kind of nice just because like I did enjoy like a lot a lot of it. Like I like I liked the performances between um John David Washington and Zendaya. I like the sort of black and white feel they had to it. I like the architecture of the house. Like it, I feel like that played a lot in the film as well. But I think it it just lost a lot of meaning for me. It lost a lot of substance and like a lot of the movie I kinda just kinda de- like spaced out after like the first 20 seconds of like each <laughs> argument it'd be like oh wow he said that and then like it starts to get like taxing as regards to like what what are they actually fighting about why are they still fighting are they are they just gonna fight with each other like <laughs> i started just like questioning myself in my head and like again two like great actors and they killed these roles they killed like the being in this character being a couple i like i totally believe that they could have been like a couple sometime whenever but it it felt very real very compassionate very genuine it's just like like you said the writing aspect of it was kind of lost upon me and sort of lost in the movie I feel like um and I feel like a lot of people tend to enjoy more of the polarizing aspects of this film than the actual substance of it um because it gets very hard to follow especially when it comes to just having these two characters and in one place it's very very fickle as regards to like how it's going to turn out how you're going to keep people's attention how the movie and story is going to pan out like something like the lighthouse which essentially only had two characters was something that like 
grabbed me off my seat and had this storyline that panned out really well. Apart from this one, it just seemed like, are they just going to argue all day? <laughs> like, what's going to happen? I just felt like this movie is almost made, like, just to be made. Like, art for art's sake, essentially. And, like, I felt like it was just like, oh, look at me and my acting. I'm very good at acting. And that was about it for me. Like, Zendaya, like, really, really good actress. John David Washington, really good. I, I knew that already. They didn't need to make this, at, like, this movie to, like, showcase their talent because I already knew that, like, they're that good. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I was lost a lot of the times with this film. And uh, a lot of this, like, a lot of the investment was really lost upon me. I was never, like, in, truly invested with each character or, or with the film, I feel like. Um, and again, that goes back to the writing. But before we go even deeper into it, I'm already talking a lot. About, <laughs> did you want to go into like a little plot summary of the film? So a filmmaker and his girlfriend return home after a successful movie premiere. The evening takes a turn as their relationship slowly unravels to reveal a deep-seated bitterness and revelations. <clears throat> Whoa! <laughs> More like a oh shit, like a, oh more like an oh oh, oh. Oh, oh yeah yeah oh shit <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, but Carmela, with that being said, how did you feel about I guess the story and the plot of the film? Um yeah, I had a lot of the same like thoughts and moments that you had like I there were moments like during each fight that I kind of spaced out and I kind of was like waiting for it to be over I was like man like like because by the end or by the middle really you're kind of like man these people just do like need to break up like please don't be together anymore like I don't, just you, leave the house at this point <laughs> you guys are saying like some crazy things that like no one would stand to like listen to and then just digest and stay there <laughs> i feel like they just like dip out like as soon as possible like in terms of depicting a realistic couple fight i think this movie definitely did it because um yeah like a fight can literally last like two hours during like a night and it has like these ups and downs where like one argument will end and then it'll pick up back again and then the last argument will reference the first argument and you're like wait I thought we already talked about that <laughs> like okay so you're saying in the end it was all about this thing that we talked about in the first place um so I think, yeah, like the movie did a great job at depicting a quote unquote realistic fight. I think in terms of it being like an actual like movie and script, I think the structure just did not work for this format. Um, like you said, you like spaced out, you fell off. Like I also lost interest like every like maybe 20 15 to 20 minutes until like they'd pick up like a fight again basically and introduce new information um and then by like that time like during the fight you're kind of like okay like <laughs> how are you gonna resolve this or like there's really no like tension anymore beyond like the introduction of this new information because they address some things but there's no ongoing tension that keeps you interested for or even invested in the in this couple 
like I personally had no reason to want them to even stay together at any point anymore which is why like by the middle I was like all right you guys should like the easy answer is break up like y'all don't belong together like please um and it only gets interesting yeah when you have more information like or backstory from each character I guess especially like Zendaya's character who like is revealed to have been like a drug addict and she like leaned on Malcolm very heavily like the first few years of their relationship um but yeah and then I think one scene in particular that like obviously blew me away was when she pretended to um like hurt herself or like you didn't know if she was gonna hurt herself or hurt him and so I think you know interest picked up it like spiked at that point you're like oh shit yeah that and part f- was like crazy like yeah oh my god that's crazy like okay we're getting somewhere and yeah then, like, exactly you're kind of like, oh, sh- like oh just kidding like I'm I'm fine like oh, it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like I think we all reacted like Malcolm like our attention was like literally caught he was like oh shit like she's for real right now um but yeah I I just want to address one part in particular of the movie you touched upon it where um Malcolm is complaining about a review a critic wrote about his movie and this is a point where he like starts talking about how the critic who is a white woman is like painting Malcolm's movie in a way that makes it like political and addresses that he's like this black man making like this revolutionary film or something like that um so yeah what did you think about that part Josh I honestly like didn't know that Sam Levinson wasn't black until like I heard uproar and sort of like people having problems with that part just because like I just assumed I guess like I I don't know I don't know why I thought like he was just he was a black director but then I found out like he's not and I was like oh that's uh sort of weird that you're commenting on someone's life that you do not experience whatsoever I thought it was like so off-putting when I found out I was like so shocked because it's so weird that he would do something like that we even talked about it before like that's something that like I like we both have like a weird inkling on of like why did he even choose to do that or even like choose to comment on something like that that he doesn't really understand um and it's funny because we put it in the outline um because you, you talked about how like the black and white choice of the film <laughs> wasn't just a gimmick and then i was like oh but a white director commenting on black, black creatives lives a black and white choice indeed <laughs> I love, yeah when i saw that I laughed. I, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, honestly, it just fe- it feels really weird, and I don't think um, I don't know. I don't think he had the the right position to even comment on how Barry Jenkins would have felt if his movie was taken that way, or Spike Lee, or anyone that matter. How would they feel in that way? Especially you coming from a totally different culture, totally different time as well. It's just really weird to the, to him to like kind of comment on that. I don't know if he's trying to say that about his own works of art or anything like that it was just weird that it kind of came off of someone who's white trying to comment on someone that is black's life and their process of art and everything like that um how do you feel about it yeah like same feelings and i actually watched this movie or i knew that knowledge before watching the movie so i think um yeah i was like kind of waiting for the moment where like 
some some commentary of that kind was gonna happen um and like i i didn't know malcolm was like his job in like the movie is that he's a filmmaker so i'm only assuming like he's a stand-in for sam levinson's like personality or his like persona or something and he's like channeling his own personal thoughts into like whatever malcolm is saying um during those times especially with uh when he's like trashing like the critic and that's like just you know obviously like your classic like of course like an artist is gonna reject like critiques of his like own work of art or something but um but yeah back to like a white man basically commenting on the black experience (laughs) through a black character that he wrote is yeah it's just like super weird and like i like uh, we're obviously not black um so we don't know like exactly how uncomfortable that might have made people feel but like yeah it was just it's just an odd thing to know and then an odd thing to witness in the movie and I could have definitely done without like all of those parts for sure and I think I would have rather like the story focused on strengthening some of the emotional things of their actual relationship than like kind of sidelining it to focus on Malcolm's like career and outburst um I don't know if that was like supposed to bolster his character but it didn't really do anything for the movie overall in my opinion um we already know he's like an asshole like from the beginning like we didn't need to see him be more of an asshole and then have some weird like commentary from the director about the black experience um so yeah (laughs) it was just weird yeah it was it was really weird and not to mention like even like out of even out of like the whole sort of the fact that he's white coming in on a, on a black creative experience, it's it was weird to hear those sort of comments because it's almost it almost feels like it's trying to poke at like the fourth wall and like be aware of like how critics see his work. And I was kind of questioning that in the film, like, oh, are we supposed to see this uh, this movie as just like an argument between a couple? Or are you trying to say like you're trying to say more than that? Or like are you just mad at critics that judge your work previously? Um, it was just weird to have that comment and then think about the movie movie holistically and see how that affected what he thought and like what he wanted us to think. Um, and, and like you said, like I kind of didn't see the, the relevance of this to be put in the film. <laughs> it could have been something to strengthen, you know, certain aspects of the parts that we were missing. The only thing I could think of like that made this scene make sense is that like later on, um marie says something about like how if he was a female or the part of the movie where this the character in his movie is is like naked she was questioning him like oh if you were a female i'd only wonder how this would be shot um and that's the only thing that i could kind of see the relevance to with that statement of of uh people critiquing his art in the wrong way is the fact that like people see People, how people perceive like an individual's outlook on certain things and it's weird because like once Zendaya said that like it seemed like the the critic was kind of right the fact that like if he were if he were a female it definitely would be shot differently apart from like it being this like naked scene but then again like I'm also thinking about like that argument and I'm trying to figure out what what solution they came to that or like what point was she making and like i can't even like (laughs) figure out like what 
like why they are arguing about that in the first place or what what like led to the end of that but but yeah that's i guess <laughs> this, but other than that i guess that's the only reason why i'd see something of that nature someone commenting on a critic's viewpoint on their uh piece of art and how they perceive them and whether or not it's created through their own personal experiences or if it's affected by that that's the only thing i could see is that like the fact that she brought up the whole naked scene but yeah just thinking about like that that <laughs> argument i don't even know what happened after that like i don't even know like what they're yeah. arguing about <laughs> um yeah and like the fact that you're trying to like connect this like why this thing was put in here to connect this thing it like yeah there's some there's some serious like writing stuff that needed to be worked on um and like overall the pacing i think it was like really not engaging or not like 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 i said it like came in like like waves like intervals of interest and intervals of like disinterest um i did enjoy like obviously with a black and white like um choice i enjoyed like the cinematography and like those moments where it was just music playing and they were like walking around the house kind of thing um but at the same time it also kind of those moments like took me out of the movie and i kind of forgot like <laughs> what was happening you know or, like oh yeah it's about a couple that hate each other i forgot that that's what i'm watching <laughs> yeah. not a not a nice jazzy movie not a nice <laughs> jazzy like music video or something i know <laughs> um but yeah it was very like i like the the style like the style that they were going for i'm glad it wasn't just a gimmick um and like also the black and white aspect lent to zendaya's and john david washington's like performances because we like focused more on like their emotions and like physical like acting um but yeah, I want to talk about a mo- another movie <laughs> that had a similar concept, but did it like so much better and is also a classic. Um, it's called Before Sunset. And essentially it's these two characters. They like meet up after like having a one night stand like six years ago. They're both at like different points in their lives. And the entire movie is a conversation with them walking through Venice and that's it. But the movie is like super interesting because you learn slowly about these characters throughout the movie and there's like there's this tension that of like a will they won't they kind of thing. In this movie, I like never had that tension of like will Malcolm and Marie stay together because I honestly didn't care. Like I like honestly didn't like I probably wanted them to not stay together more than than them to stay together, but the movie itself didn't give me like a clear emotional like baseline to root for. Um which is I think essential for this kind of movie. Um and even if they can't give me an emotional baseline to root for, at least give me some tension, you know, give me some like fucking pizzazz you know like i wanted to like want something out of like either of them but yeah like the movie was basically a showcase of their acting abilities like you said um and didn't really have like a solid like storyline i guess and i kind of hate that it was marketed as like 
this isn't a love story it's a love it's a story about love and it's like was it really a story about love because like, like it it's really, the opposite to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i don't really think so <laughs> no you're totally like you're totally correct because even with like thinking about um i think like visually in my head how the tone sort of went and sort of the interest as well it sort of felt like each hour it was this giant like arc and then would go down again and then like each hour the arc kind of gets lower and lower and lower until it kind of plateaus and you're just kind of like just waiting and seeing i guess what's going to happen or or even like how it's going to end um but yeah like i like uh, a really good point you made was the emotional baseline almost like the motivation to even care about these characters why do we even want to like see them at the end why do we like why do we want to see them together or separate i didn't really have that as well and even like talking about like how they even um how you like have character development in that movie you're talking about before sunset it sort of felt like um and especially with the writing i think it goes into this as well is that like you have these character like you have these monologues and and certain aspects of it are are very interesting um and that's where it's mainly the development part where you find out she's like a drug she was a drug addict you find out like that john david washington is a giant asshole for sleeping all these women and what he did with them and like the razor sharp like arguments they had back and forth were mainly the interesting parts but then it sort of like dragged out into just being mean to each other essentially and um it never it never like structurally gave us a development i guess you can say it never structurally gave us like that emotional interest for each character it just sort of like like for like instance like the the drug addict part just came out of nowhere like oh yeah you do it's, it's about a drug addict and you just kind of like piece together oh i guess she was a drug addict if the movie's about a drug addict, i guess she's a drug addict and then like you find out like um like you find out the people that john david wash has been sleeping with like it sort of gives more depth of how much of an asshole he is and like and then like the uh the nail clipper scissors all of a sudden became so relevant in that argument for some reason it was sort of like a weird like wrench in that quarrel that like and you use scissors to do that and then it's like what like i guess i like i could hear that but it was something that like again kind of interested me but also was like what was the point of that and i think like a lot of the writing structurally was kind of where like the substance of these characters kind of got wasted because like you never even had an emotional attraction to any of them just because like they seem to be both unhinged they seem to both be both like not right for each other and you really don't want to pick a side just because you you don't know what they're gonna say next. Essentially, <laughs> um, it just seems so out of nowhere, especially when it comes to like the interesting parts of the monologue. That like it would just be like random bits of like random things they would say, like, "Oh, and my mom died," <laughs> you know, like something so random. <laughs> and we went to the moon, and like all of a sudden you're interested, but it's nothing that like essentially attracts you for that long. It's just like this little spur of like, oh that's what happens that's crazy okay that that's cool <laughs> like, it's just like it's weird like slow of like i don't careness just starts to come out um and it's funny because like you, you said before sunset i was thinking of like an episode of family guy that did kind of the same thing and you, like i say family guy and i know everyone's like oh my god you're talking about like this <laughs> this low-grade comedy show but they had an episode where stewie and brian the dog and the baby get trapped in a um, bank vault and they essentially just talk about things they had problem with and and 
events in their lives that like sh- like almost changed the show and changed their lives in general. And they did this without any flashbacks. They did this without any like quips to to any other scenes. It was literally just them two talking. And I had I was very invested. I was very interested. In, mm-hmm. It was thirty minutes nonetheless. <laughs> and um, it, I forgot what the episode's name. People gotta watch it because it's a pretty good episode. The ending it ends really like heartwarming, and it's crazy that like Family Guy of all things could sort of show that like relationship between two people and how emotionally invested you could be in them. Um, I mean, granted, the advantage advantage with that is that you have these characters for season season, so I guess you have like that emotional investment. But still, something like Family Guy like could do something that like <laughs> is dialogue based and also very interesting was so crazy. Apart from something like that, that had so much potential, like this movie, something that like seemed to ch- like tick the right boxes, like it being black and white, for you to just focus on the acting. You have two highly relevant actors and actresses in this film, um, but it's just like everything was right except for the, like that one thing, which is like the writing. And I feel like most of the structure of the film kind of like like untied the ends of this good, potentially good film that like fell flat um and yeah i just like it's just it just and unfortunate in my eyes is because like i get what this was trying to go for and i get like what how it was advertised and like how excited i was but like i don't know I, it's just um i feel like we're hating on it but like <laughs> it's just how i feel like i feel like it, we it, we missed like a bit like, they missed like a giant like shot here for something to be yeah really really great yeah i know like this movie was like kind of hyped for a lot of people um just because yeah it, it, a lot of things were supposed to go right with it you have like two amazing actors you have this like cool stylistic like black and white movie about them being like coupled and you know it's supposed to be interesting and like oh my god like what's gonna happen like ooh, it's kind of sexy like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I will definitely look into that Family Guy episode. That's really interesting. Um, and yeah, like Family Guy, like I don't know how the writing is now, but comedy is like hard to write. So, and those types of shows like have actually like really good writing. Like I personally love American Dad. Um, that's my that's that's my brand of like who is it? Seth MacFarlane's like like chilled like I know, his, set of his, TV shows. Yeah, his resume like that's one yeah. <laughs> show that you like of his resume. Yeah, um, I think I want. I think lastly, I want to talk about what you put here, like um, this like lesson in toxicity in relationships. I want to ask what you mean by like what you think about it being a fantasized toxic relationship oh okay um, yeah so we for that for the outline carmelo sort of like said how this is almost a lesson tox- toxicity in relationships and feel like and stuff like that um and i guess like i kind of don't have a good input because i don't i'm not in a toxic relationship or anything like <laughs> that. i'm in a fantastic relationship so it, <laughs> so i guess i don't have like that perspective of everything but i get like i think like when it comes to to this sort of relationship, I almost feel like they did everything but become physically abusive in that sense. And if it was, and if this relationship has been consistently like this, I feel like it's something that, I don't know, something that like, since it's in a control environment, it seems like it's almost, I guess, sugarcoated in a way that like it stopped the, um, 
it stopped the reins from being more than just verbally abusive and mentally abusive. I think something like this sort of toxic relationship is something that like it does happen in the real world and and in some cases it gets extremely extremely physical and like I think that's something that I feel like wouldn't happen in this case just because like I don't know what I'm trying to say but like I think like (laughs) in this relationship in general it seems so overly toxic that like it it should have grown past verbal abuse and I think uh that's kind of what I mean by it. I don't know how that sounds right now, but like, <laughs> um, it just seems like something that like it was really pulling the punches as regards to like people that actually experience this in this kind of scenario. That like it is very verbally and mentally abusive, but it slowly evolves into something that's worse. And even with these people that are like higher up models, higher up directors, I think it gets even muddied even more with that experience of this kind of relationship. Um, but yeah, I don't know. How does it sound on your end, Carmelo? <laughs> Do I sound crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to understand what you had meant about, like, I think the word fantasize, like, threw me off because I was like, huh, fantasize, like, what do you mean, like, <laughs> like this I, is I something guess, people want? Like, I guess not fantasize, but, like, manufactured. It seemed like Sam Levinson what is it like entirely also the person to experience uh a relationship this this abusive in that case that like people that experience this usually it's more than just like witty snapbacks or like trying to hurt them as much as possible it turns into something even worse than that i think it starts to attack the actual person in general and and demeans them in that way if that makes sense that is very interesting. And you think that be- just because, like, you personally probably have, like, never really experienced this degree of, like, um, I guess this kind of, ar- those kinds of arguments yourself, right? Yeah, I think, like, uh, yeah, I don't have that, like, sort of experience with this kind of relationship or an abusive relationship. I guess I'm trying to say, like, I think Sam Levinson does not have this scope as, kind of like how he was talking about, like, um, a black creative and how people perceive his art from a white director. That's kind of what I'm seeing as well. I don't think, I'm not, don't quote me this. I don't know if (laughs) Sam Levinson has uh, experienced any sort of, you know, toxicity in his relationship to have that scope to portray in a movie, if that makes sense. I would, yeah, I would definitely say those two are very different. Like, I would, like, wholly believe, like, and readily believe, like, he does not know what the black experience is like. Um, no, that's no question. He doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't know. <laughs> I, like, 1,000% no, he doesn't. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's been in a toxic relationship or not. I guess, like, what I'm getting from you is that, like, with the way this, the way, like, their relationship was depicted like and how toxic it was it seemed like not super real to you so you're assuming like he it feels like made up kind of thing like by sam what sam levison would think what a toxic relationship looks like kind of thing yeah kind of yeah that's ex- i think that's exactly what i'm trying to say interesting okay um i mean good for you i am glad you've never really experienced like a toxic relationship or any kind of like verbal abuse that like could relate to like some aspects of this movie um me personally i haven't been in like 
insanely toxic relationships but there were like moments and there were aspects of like the way Malcolm was communicating to Marie that were very triggering and reminded me of like how some like people in my life and like the past have like communicated with me like in a fight like for example like the way I think the way Malcolm like brought up like something random like the nail clipper thing and like basically used it used Zendaya's like personal like trauma and hurt to hurt her in that argument the way he used that as like arsenal to and just had it ready to go was very triggering because that is like a classic example of like just some guy what guy was guys would do i'm i'm gonna say it right now like it was just like such a classic male move i was like fucking shit dude like (laughs) um i was like man this fucking asshole he just like took like her personal pain and like literally like just like fucking twisted it back at her and yeah later in the movie she's like yeah i wish i didn't share so much with you if i knew you were gonna fucking like stab me in the back with like my own trauma um and i think like just the other thing oh yeah the way he talked about his exes oh my god i was like (laughs) are you kidding me like man yeah the way he talked about like his exes like they were a series of like (laughs) fucking experiences he wrote down on a bucket list like oh yeah i went out with (laughs) that was like fucking blah 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 in a heart-shaped tub in las vegas blah, blah 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 Yeah, and I, like, I had an ex who, like, he, like, counted how many people he, like, slept with. He was like, oh, yeah, I slept with this girl, this girl, this girl, and in these places. And, yeah, and then using that in an argument to make himself look like the better man or, like, macho. If anything, this movie made men look fucking ridiculous. (laughs) And he, you know, Sam Levinson did a great job at depicting the toxic tendencies that men have during like these kinds of fights and how unproductive they are that is all (laughs) (laughs) i guess uh yeah again i am speaking from no experience from like that kind of toxicity relationship so i guess i'm pulling a sam levinson right now just trying to talk about like (laughs) how it felt really not like real to me in that sense but um yeah i pretty i'm sure like i didn't like i'm sure a lot of this relationship in the movie is actually real and i'm sure a lot of people experience this and i'm i'm pretty sure i'm out of the 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 wrong i'm in the wrong of like saying that like it, <laughs> you're in the wrong demographic it, <laughs> of viewers like yeah exactly like i'm in the like i think i'm in the wrong area of like saying that it didn't feel real i guess i think it's just like when it comes to abusive relationships it just kind of evolves into something more than just verbally and emotional and it's weird that like I I guess it's it just I get bo- like it kind of like bothers me that it it didn't show that part of it like it almost like sugarcoated this relationship into something that like could still be feasible to work with I guess I think that's kind of what I'm trying to get at like maybe if like we did have that sort of uh, emotional investment and then emotional ending that um this movie could have gave it would have answered more questions and and I guess in a real world uh emotionally makes sense to me I guess in that sense um but yeah again I'm speaking of like I'm speaking like of no experience with sort of that toxicity relationship so I don't even know if like 
if it could evolve in that situation. I don't know if I'm just worried if it will evolve into that situation, but like, it's just something that like, it felt like it stopped at a very important part in those kind of relationships. And like, it felt very like, oh, we argued for uh, two hours, we'll be good the next day or something like that. I don't know. It just seemed really weird that like, it sort of dropped off, I guess, at the ending of the film of how this relationship's going to be either solved or not solved. It just felt really weird that like, you have this this movie that talks about these abusive people and then sort of just drops off from there. I th- I don't know. It felt weird at that point. Yeah, like I I think it just all goes back to like the writing and like the lack of like the emotional like baseline or tension of like um like or the question or desire that we wanted to like even have from the beginning from this couple or like from like the story itself like i yeah you wanted to root for something i wanted to root for something and i think the only thing i could basically like gather from like you know the movie itself and the characters is like yo like malcolm's an asshole (laughs) like you don't need him zendaya (laughs) like um you should not be together basically um and yeah, like, I, I guess by the end, I was just like, why does she, like, why does she even love him? Like, why are you even in love with this guy? There is, like, literally, there was no reason for me to believe that she actually, like, or even, like, know why she loved him. Because, like, yeah, they spend this entire movie basically, like, abusing each other verbally. Mainly Malcolm, Susan Day, I'm just saying. Um... But also, okay, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they spend this entire movie like emotionally abusing each other, and then it doesn't really have a conclusion beyond what we were given, which was um, the conversation goes back to the beginning, and it kind of like rounds up to basically Zendaya not feeling like appreciated or even like loved in her own relationship with Malcolm. Um, and which, yeah, and like, which was like the beginning of the film, by the way. Like it felt like it like recycled back to the beginning of how like she was really mad about like not being appreciated. And that was essentially why this like long argument started in the first place. And like I get that like the purpose of like the movie was to like showcase like obviously like their personalities and like their dynamic or whatever and their like past histories and shit. Um but obviously, like, we've been talking about it. it could have been done, like, better. And, like, I I get I get the decision to round it back to, like, the beginning of, like, not feeling appreciated. Um, it's just that, like, and the, which is, like, such an important, like, I guess, lesson or something um, that I think a lot of people could relate to in their, like, personal relationships. You know, like, I think feeling appreciated is some, like... A very like big thing that obviously has potential to like become like this full-blown argument about um and is very hard to communicate to a partner um but like though just the way things concluded it turned this appreciation this thank you per se into like a joke it like became a meme and like i guess i kind of like hate that but i was obviously laughing at the memes too because like that was essentially (laughs) it um and it didn't really uplift that like lesson it didn't really like pack it in like emotionally it kind of it like really diluted it into like something like that sounds like really stupid 
but it isn't and i like wish it didn't end up that way yeah like i said like oh the argument of her being thankful was in the beginning i sort of said that in like a tongue-in-cheek just because like it is very like uh, a very important argument that like happens in a lot of relationships that like they tend to go back to something that like was mentioned in the beginning but as a movie and of how this was executed that argument was like thrown out the window for me personally and i i would assume other viewers just because like it didn't have that it was supposed to be that punch that we wanted but it was sort of just like oh here we go like we felt like exactly. we're in the argument <laughs> yeah. of like why are we doing this again but it's not it's not like for the purpose of the film it's for the purpose of our like our frustration with like what we've been experiencing in the film and then all of a sudden it's like something that comes back around that like oh yeah we heard that in the beginning it's <laughs> it wasn't something that like really really invested me it made me frustrated because it's like <laughs> man like if you somehow made this argument in the movie to be like more investing and more i don't know interesting then i would have been like oh man like yeah she's like they never see the they're never on the same page yeah. <laughs> like they're always like just arguing and they always like come back to the same thing what's gonna happen next if some sort of uh spotlight of of these two characters would have helped invest us into like actually believing that like that it was actually the argument of the beginning then that's something that like wouldn't have become a meme or a joke but since like we watch this film and we see that like the thank you thing was the thing that's where like personally i got frustrated just because like it's something i watched for so long to just come back at me and like and be like oh that was it like <laughs> like just for me to like experience this film and see this argument and be like oh yeah that's why they're that's what that's why they're mad okay <laughs> but and realistically of course these like that argument of something that was mentioned before they argue about other things and then it comes back to that is very very real in a lot of cases it just didn't feel executed right in this film like that's why i feel like it became a meme because that's essentially what i thought too like oh malcolm and marie don't forget to say thank you like essentially like that's essentially what i thought right when i saw the movie i was like that's essentially what is what this movie's about and like what i watched um but yeah it's exactly i felt the same way of like of why it became a meme that it's it's a very important argument but also it became diluted in this film because we were experiencing this argument the arguments to just come back to the same thing in the beginning it felt like uh it's kind of the equivalent of like you watch this whole film and then the the main character is dreaming the whole time that like <laughs> they could like they couldn't like commit to these changes that like they're just dreaming the whole time and it wasn't like these these real things that were happening yeah there were no like revelations or like it was just like wasn't productive you know like there was no like no resolution yeah it wasn't productive that's a good way <laughs> Um, and I feel like a part of me thinks that Malcolm kind of got away with it in the end, you know, he kind of got away with being verbally abusive by just saying, thank you. And then Zadea's like, you're fuck, you're welcome. You know, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> and then it ends and then like they wake up in the morning. She's like, not there or whatever. But yeah, he like basically got away with it and it ends and I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I guess they'll continue being toxic together. <laughs> Yeah, exactly like john david washington's character was a ginormous piece of shit and like it ended with him i guess victorious kind of in the end because he still kept zendaya and like that's sort of what i meant about like how it felt manufactured that like we get 
just ending that I guess isn't satisfying and I'm sure that like happens a lot in real life cases but in this movie and how it felt like it's just like you talked about the past woman you've dated, you've had sex with you talked about like her past trauma you stole her life made it into a film um she proves you wrong at every step of the way and then you just kind of get let go and sort of uh become all right with what happens in the end and like you guys become a, a couple again I guess you can say it just felt like it just felt so weird and that's like I think that's kind of what I meant like about like the, the sort of a toxicity in that in that aspect of like he just like gets away with it like just gets away with it being like a <laughs> giant piece of shit for no reason I don't know I guess that's just like I guess like it that's almost like the storybook ending I want in me is that she leaves him but like I can't yeah. say that because it's just <laughs> about a movie about fighting I don't know it's just like this weird conflicting idea I have in my head now I mean, she, like, leaves the house multiple times. I'm like, all right, like, can she just finally... I wish he woke up the next morning with her gone. Because, like, that would have been great. You know, it kind of hinted at her leaving with her literally leaving the premises multiple times throughout the night. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. It's funny because we're talking about the movie and, like, each, each, like, moment passes on, we get more angrier. And I can see it when you talk about it. I can see it, like... (laughs) And it's just funny because I just get angry and angry and angry. It's almost like the movie. We're almost getting uh, yeah, <laughs> getting riled up. Down there. Yeah, you know, while we're at it, like just kidding. <laughs> well, right, let's go back to Sam Levinson. How dare you comment on things you don't know? Yeah, for real though. Like, come on, dude. Like. <laughs> And before we go on uh, another rant about how much uh, I guess we dislike this film, I guess uh, it sort of uh, let us open and let us loose um, as we talked about this film. Um, But yeah, honestly, it really did, in my opinion, fall flat on its face. Like everything went right. The actors, the setting, the black and white choices. Sam Levinson, who's known for Euphoria, haven't watched it yet but only heard good things it just felt like a lot of things like not even a lot of things but one thing was missing was the structured writing of the film that sort of led us astray with the like emotional investment it didn't really like get us there um and before i keep talking and keep <laughs> criticizing it more it did have its moments um and it's and of course it's it's this is our opinion only and i know a lot of people also could like this film as well especially how polarizing it is and, and having these two actors showcase their skills and talent. It's something that like we may never see in future films, these two actors together, but you never know, maybe they will, but I'm just saying like in a lot of cases, there's a lot of good that happens. It's just that me and you are blinded by our hate and our frustration with the film and our personal dislike for it. But um, if you've listened all the way through our little rant of this movie, <laughs> thank you all for listening, everybody. My name is Josh Landicho, and you can follow me on Instagram at the Space Wolf. And I'm Carmel, and you can follow me at Catmella O. And you can follow Watch With Sound on Instagram at Watch With Sound, along with listening to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, and Anchor. And if any of those apps have the option to like, subscribe, comment, anything of that nature will help us out a lot. We also have a program on Anchor called Listener Supporter, which lets you subscribe at any amount of dollars. That would also help us out a lot as well, Um, only if you're able. But with that, thank you all for listening, everybody. And keep on watching for John David Washington's (laughs) terrible character. Watch out for those males.
that I love you If I didn't, darling, I'm sorry 